What is a summertime patriot? Y'all heard me use this term many times. A summertime patriot is someone who is willing to stand up for what's right and willing to take pride in their nation and stand for the rights and liberties and freedoms that we were granted just because we were born here. When it's easy. When it's popular. When it's fun. When it's cool. There are people that talk a good talk, but they do not walk a walk. When shit gets hard, they run. When it's time to make that hard call and say that hard thing. Well, it's don't rock a boat, don't cause drama. Well, surely it can't be that bad. Well, come on. They'll be better than that, won't they? And they sit there and they do nothing. And we've all been guilty of it for far too long. It's how we got to this particular part. Wake up! These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this time of crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What obtained too cheap we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. We seek fellow winter soldiers because unlike the sunshine patriots, we stand by our country. Through thick and thin, doing whatever it takes to serve it, including exposing the crimes of those in government, in order to steer it back to the right track. Let it be told that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. The term winter soldier is contrast of the summer patriot, who deserted at Valley Ford because things got hard. We were drawing the blood red line, have to be the winter soldiers now. We could be quiet. We could comply and live peaceful lives, but we feel because of what threatens this country, the medical tyranny, the silencing of dissenting voices, not from foreign nations, but our own government, it is why we must speak and stand. Remember the final line of the declaration that we mutually pledged each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our secret honor. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, protected, for if trouble must come, let it come in our time, so that our children can live. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. It's been a whole week off on our on a vacation, and we got to celebrate a holiday, and woo! I'm Odin. This is Tear. And today we're joined by Bjorn and Phoenix. To, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a... We're going to have a round table discussion. We're going to talk about some Patriot shit. We're going to talk about some, uh, can America be saved? If it's worth saving, should we even try? Those types of questions. But we're going to do some patriotic shit. And since, oh, go ahead. Before we get into that, I am going to start bringing up random conspiracy theories that Pops puts in my brain that I can't get rid of, one of which being six killed, 24 wounded, by a dude in women's clothes. 624 being the day that they released the 
<laughs> Roe v. Wade statement. And uh, no, 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 it was supposed to be a joke. I can't Don't put it out there in the universe. <laughs> Just All right, so you know, fair. that has lived rent free in my brain since you said it. I was like, fuck. What <laughs> the green agenda breaking the veil to the to the demon realm didn't stick in your head? No, because CERN turned on and all I did is I woke up and realized that, fuck, we're still here and we still have Biden. We did not change timelines, except for dad jokes. We ended up in the dad joke universe. Thanks a lot, assholes. <laughs> that reminds me. Do you know why they build a fence around the cemetery? Oh, no. Because people are dying to get in. Uh, 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 uh. All right, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, in this new universe, the dad jokes, um, uh, uh, Phoenix and Bjorn are uh, Biden supporters. And, no. uh, oh, that explains so much. <laughs> no. Is that why your insults were so tepid? <laughs> I mean, all right, all right, all right, all right. I mean, uh, let's, let's get this shit started. Let's do some patriotic shit first. So uh, yesterday was July 4th, and... It is a tradition in my house that I read the Declaration of Independence to my son. Uh, and I made a TikTok for it. I took out the the reasons that they gave. But just so you know, those reasons that they gave are historical. And some of them are actually pulled directly from biblical violations. Just in case you were wondering. But so here's the first part. It skips the lessons and then goes to the last part. Congress, July 4th, 1776. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth a separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince, whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant, is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. 
nor have we been wanting an attention to our British brethren. We warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must, therefore, acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in General Congress, assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the World for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. You know the saddest part about that? Honor in this day and age is dead. Fair. By signing the Declaration of Independence, the 56 Americans pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And it was no idle pledge. Nine signers died of wounds during the Revolutionary War. Five were captured or imprisoned. Wives and children were killed, jailed, mistreated, or left penniless. Twelve signers' houses were burned to the ground. Seventeen lost everything they owned. No signer defected. Their honor, like their nation, remained intact. Now, I want you to understand that these were not your normal revolutions. The reason that the revolution in the United States was different than all other, because they weren't trying to change from one type of totalitarian government to another, they were trying to take the power from the sovereign and give it to the people, which was where they believed it belonged. And most revolutions start with the poor uprising. And then the people in power come into play. Revolutions fail. Here, these men were wealthy, well-to-do men who laid down their lives and pledged their honor, pledged their lives. And look at the honor that they put it in. Their fortunes, or their lives, their fortunes, and their honor. They understood that man's time on earth was short and finite. They pledged their fortunes, which was their family, and above all, their honor, their name, their word, whatever you want to call it in today's society, for them it meant something. You know what I really uh, enjoy and what really rings true today is the pursuit of happiness. You know, what many young people now these days don't really understand is you have the right to pursue it, but it's not inevitable. Like you have to work at it, you have to earn it, and it doesn't, you know, your happiness 
may not be appreciated by others, but you have the right to be fucking happy. Doesn't mean that you your happiness has to impede upon anybody else's rights or anybody else's feelings or anybody else's God-given fucking anything. You know what I mean? You have the right to pursue it and be happy in your own individualized, you know, pursuit. And you know that right there, and I appreciate that statement, but that statement gets bastardized so much, mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about abortion or things like that. Mm-hmm. Like what the what, what happened to their rights, right? And instead mm-hmm. they focus on the one person. It's the mother's right for the pursuit of happiness. So it's her right to kill her child. And I'm sitting here going, no, because by doing that, you take away the rights of, of another individual. You know, that it's the entitlement, it's the entitlement. Like people feel, you know, it goes back to like, you know, you hurt my feelings and that's, that's an act of violence, you know, or, or this is my opinion. And, uh, if you don't agree with me, you're a racist or you're this or you're that bottom line is if you want to believe something, if you want to, uh, live a certain type of way, if you want to act a certain type of way, you're entitled to do it. As long as it doesn't infringe on other people. Okay. You know, now, live hold on a second. Now, now, hold on a second. Do you have that same energy? Curiosity question. <laughs> for the motherfuckers yesterday using their rights to protest and refuse to celebrate July 4th. That's absolutely their, their right. I mean. Thank you. The, I uh, do you know how many it. people I saw? Over yesterday and today on our own side saying they don't have the right to do that. Yes, they fucking they do. do. That's that's the that's the most like, wonderful thing. It's it's not uh when was McCarthyism? The fifties, sixties pops? Yeah. I don't know. Ask the so, old men in the group. Ha, so, ha. Ha, I mean <laughs> but you know, it's not it's not the McCarthyism day. Right now you could stand up and, and say, I'm a fucking communist if you want to say it. But wait, wait, the episode that we did for Juneteenth, I could swear that there was an angry tear monster who said, if you celebrate Juneteenth, you better not fucking celebrate Independence Day. Yeah, I'll still stand by that. They have the right to be a jackass. They have a right to be ignorant as fuck. I also have the right to be like, well, look, then cause and effect. You can celebrate this and refuse to celebrate America, but don't let me see you in a bunch of hypocrisy spouting off bullshit about freedom when you refuse. Like, you know, here's the thing. They have the right to do it. They can do it. But I also have the right to be like, you're fucking stupid. Here, let me put you in your place. My whole issue is I, I believe it. There's, a, there's almost a celebration of segregation now. Like, you know, the, the, you know, the Declaration of Independence was meant for everyone, right? For everyone to be free. And maybe at the time, you know, when it was signed, not everybody absolutely was. But it goes to me, to me, it rings true when we start separating individual events. You know what? We're a free nation. We're all able to live and let live, supposedly. Here's the difference. You know, it, difference. to me, let me defend to me, myself on this for a second. Yeah. Here's the fucking difference. Most of those people that were celebrating June 19th, Juneteenth, whatever they want to fucking call it, most of the people that were celebrating that hate America, hate who we are, want to restrict our freedoms in the name of their progress. That is a fucking problem. 
it, to me, it brings. Oh no, I was to, I was just bringing it up because you just want to get me angry again. Yeah. Well, to me, it goes back to again having all these individualized flags for everyone to celebrate their independence. We have that fucking flag. You know, we have that flag. This is the United, flag of the United States of America. That that's the flag that was that we fought for. Our ancestors fought for, so we could all live as individuals and all live free. So we have all these separate flags celebrating everybody and everything. And you know, I like to you know, I like to skip to work, or I like you know, I like to wear blue baseball caps. And now I got a flag to represent that. You know what I mean? Hold on. Since we're what talking about the flag, what did you say? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> since we're since we're talking about the flag, I walked through a county courthouse square. Nice. On a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, "Your old courthouse is kind of run down." He said, "No, it'll do for our little town." I said, "Your old flagpole is leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it." He said, "Have a seat," and I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, "I think it is." He said. I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packenham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo. Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on, though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville, and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, and Bragg, and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. She's been through the fire before, and I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground, and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag, cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. It was Johnny Cash, I believe, who also said that he uh, really values everybody's rights, even the right to burn the flag. He said that at a concert, and everyone started booing. He said, now you <laughs> you guys have the right to burn the flag, but I also have the right to bear arms, and if you burn my flag, I'll shoot you. <laughs> we need Johnny Cash back. I'll take Johnny Cash. I'll take Red Skeleton. We're going to cover his, and we'll, I'll take fucking John Wayne, too. Any I'm just day. I'm just telling you that there are certain things that need to be said. But we're going to debate. Maybe not debate. We're going to explain how America can be saved if it can be saved. Now, 
for those of you who are out there and believe that America can be saved and you're but you're getting tired and weary of fighting that fight, there is a speech that I have specifically for this one. Those of you who are fighting, who are getting criticized, but those who do not fight, fuck them. Doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mob say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, So that is actually a speech by Mark Twain. However, uh, Captain America stole it. (laughs) Where he says, plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth. And when the world comes against you, tell them, no, you move. And yet, we're told all the time. We need to move to the middle. Fuck that compromise bullshit. You cannot compromise with people who wish to seek your death. Make them fucking move. Make them walk. I believe the latest statistics are that over a million people have defected from the Democratic Party and registered Republican. I don't know why you think that makes a damn bit of difference. We sit here and have gun laws, unconstitutional gun laws. The Democrats didn't pass it by themselves. They had fucking Republicans do it. The, 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 The constitutional cases that we have lost in the Supreme Court that used state precedent or used international precedent but did not use the Constitution... Most of the Supreme Court justices have been appointed by the right side of the aisle. Roe v. Wade was originally passed by a fucking Republican majority Supreme Court. People don't pay attention to that. Red flag laws. Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Majority Republican Cool. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. Anybody in this day and age that does not realize that the Democrats and the Republicans are the left and the right wings of the same bird that shits on you, you're a fucking moron. The problem that we've run into is that most of the laws that have passed that have restricted our rights, our liberties, our freedoms, most of the attacks on the American people have been allowed, facilitated, and even proposed by the people that are supposed to be on our side. Well, what I was getting at when I said that is it is kind of a start and it's good to see some dissension, uh, you know, from from that group because it's totally been radicalized. I don't care. If the the left, reason left. for it is, is that Biden sucks so bad that they're yeah. even his own party when they ask him, hey, are you going to run in 20 or when they ask people, 
would you support Joe Biden running in 2024? Um, well, let's let's think about that when we get to that point. In other words, fuck no. It's so bad. The problem is, is that instead of changing course, they have become this rabid fucking religion where they are so fanatical about their beliefs that they don't see it. That's my big fear is that then the numbers are looking like they are so towards the right, right, in 2022 that they can't even cheat their way to victory, right? But they don't care. They're not changing their course. They're not changing. Like if they sit here and they, they push Biden out of the way, right, and said we're going to open up all the oil fields, drill, baby, drill, and gas gets down to $2 a gallon, there is a possibility that they could cut off the red wave. That they could sit here and they could be like, okay, we're not going to send any more money overseas. We're going to open up. We're going to give all these people all this money to sit here and develop you know, we're going to get food in. We're going to do all this stuff. We're going to stop sending money over to Ukraine that they could cut off the red flag, the the red wave. But they're not. not they are no, so not. dedicated to their cause. They're willing to lose everything, which tells me something more sinister is coming. Well, okay. So I know that there's arguments historically whether or not this actually happened. But even if it didn't, <clears throat> the story is still really really pointed really to the what we have going on today stalin was sitting there and he was talking to his leaders and he was explaining to them how you can make people follow you even if you abuse them and what he did is he sat there and he plucked that chicken plucked all the feathers out and that chicken was bleeding and crying but he waited a little bit and he gave the chicken some feed and he's still holding it still petting it gave it some more feed and the chicken started to follow him around, even though Stalin was the one that plucked him bloody. The problem is the American people as a whole are fucking stupid. You give them a, a little bit of creature comfort. You give them a little attaboy. Look, I mean, look at the look at the stimulus checks that came out. Everybody was so excited about getting a fucking stimmy check, and I'm like, yes, but you're going to fucking pay for it in taxes. And the fact of the matter is, did you look at that bill to see you got what? $1,400? Right? You got $1,400? They sent how many billions of dollars elsewhere? The other problem is that the American people, as well as being stupid, get memory hold so fucking easy because they're so used to everything being force fed to them on a silver spoon. This is what the media says. This is what your entertainer says. This is, they will ignore fucking reality the whole time. The government's ramming them up the ass. They will bend over and say, tread on me harder. Well, you know, and it just goes back to, to saying that it doesn't really matter what the story says. Because they'll take a headline and run with it. It doesn't even need to be a story. It just needs to be a newsflash. You know, it just, it just needs to be a story. We were talking about it before the broadcast started with all the shootings, right? They already tried labeling him a Trumpy, a Trumpy, and all the shooters have been liberal Democrats. Look, the media will lie to you. They will deceive you, but it's not new. If you look at what happened with Germany and Austria back in World mm -hmm. War II, right? 
they tell you that Germany came into Austria with tanks and rolled in and took over and and uh, that is not what happened. They it started. You know what? Let me let Kitty tell you. Since TikTok will never let me put this one on TikTok. Those who do not learn from history we are also have to gun control. The government said that children were playing with guns and we had hunting accidents, people accidentally shooting each other, and we had criminals again, murderers. The only way that they could track the murderer was by the serial number of the gun. So bring your, your gun to the police station, then we can register the serial number and we can track the criminal. And we thought that was a good idea. Not long afterwards, they said, no, it did not help. We could not track all the criminals. The best way to have no more crimes and no more people getting hurt, bring your guns to the police station and they already know who had guns because we registered our guns. Seven years under Hitler's brutal regime. And after World War II, three years under Soviet communist occupation. In 1938, the media reported that Hitler rolled into Austria with tanks and guns and took us over. Not true at all. The Austrian people elected Hitler by 98% of the vote by means of the ballot box. Now, you might ask, how could a Christian nation, almost 100% Catholic, to elect a monster like Hitler? The truth is, at the beginning, Hitler didn't look like or talk like a monster at all. He talked like an American politician, an American politician, an American politician. I don't know why TikTok will never let me will never let me play that one. Hmm. Strange. It's true. Because they sit here and they look at me or they look at my TikTok and they go, that's extremist. Not because it teaches a lesson, but because it's got Hitler in it. We're so afraid of fucking images. We're so afraid of offending people. We're so afraid of Pushing the line. No, 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 no. It's so afraid of offending a certain group of people because everything. Because we become all, spineless cunts. That's why. No, but on the other side of it, the shit that is actually inappropriate, the shit that is actually you know disgusting, and the shit that is actually you know detrimental to our children, you know, to our society. Is being fucking shoved down or and force fed that was shoved down our fucking throats, and TikTok has no issue with that whatsoever. Oh, by the way, I got a new one, one I hadn't seen before. Just out of curiosity, you know, see if any of you all have. But I had posted a video not too long ago against a guy that was uh, basically saying that anyone that has had an ad- addiction of any kind is the weakest kind of human, and I shot back. Do you know what the uh, what the reason wasn't violating community guidelines, wasn't harassment and bullying, wasn't you know minor safety, wasn't illegal regulated goods? It was 
hateful behavior to a protected group. I've got that. I've had that one. I had never had that one before. I was like, what the fuck? I'm actually speaking out to help because I am a recovering addict. What, am I not part of that protected group? Oh, that's right. I have the utter audacity to speak my mind. You have the utter audacity to tell people that they need to be accountable for their own actions from time to time. Well, see, and that's the and that's the problem. You know, history is ugly. You know, back when back when I was in school, we learned the ugly parts of history. And you go to a history class today, and they cut out all the ugly parts of history. The truth. No, they don't. Oh, no, the they don't. They don't. They they focus it straight on the white man. Yeah, they whitewash it on European history. They do the opposite of whitewash. They make the white man, the East, the Western European uh, group, are the most evil people in the history books, which is why my son is homeschooled. And even then, the curriculum that you get in in almost any of them talk about that kind of stuff. So I have to reteach. What's What's interesting is. In the past few years, there's been this crusade to tear our history apart. They're saying it's not being taught the correct way, and it's 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 you know uh, it's making it's like shining light and and, and almost he- making heroes out of bad people. And they're ripping down they're ripping down statues. But again, it goes back to you know history repeating itself. Like you you don't you want to learn the good, the bad, and the ugly. You want to see. You, they, you want statues of these people and all different types of people for whatever no, reason so people can learn. We want we want the Marvel-style universe where the good guy always wins and the good guy is who we say it is. Yeah. We want comfort. We don't want to offend anybody. fucking shit! If the truth kills you, then I'm going to let you fucking die. I don't give a damn. We had hid behind this whole political correct bullshit for so fucking long. We did not want to be called the bigot. We did not want to offend anybody. Where are we? We've done that, and we're the bigot. We're the extremists. We're the racist. When all we've ever wanted was the rights and liberties of the smallest minority, that of the fucking individual. Well, let's be honest. When they teach, like, do kids still say the Pledge of Allegiance in school? No, I had to teach my cousin the Pledge of Allegiance. They don't teach it anymore? You know, yesterday I had to teach my cousin. Do you know how bad that pissed me off? He is 16 years old and has never once said the Pledge of Allegiance. When I was in middle school, I was introduced to a certain speech. And it's a speech by Red Skeleton that I'm going to play. And it breaks down the words. Each individual word of the Pledge of Allegiance. And it means so much more when you understand because people forget that words have meanings. Words make ideas flourish, right? So I'm going to play it. For those of you who don't know the Pledge of Allegiance, for those of you who don't know what the words mean, please pay attention to this next clip. I may, may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, 
allegiance, my love, and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect, because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United, that means that we have all come together. States, individual communities that have united into 48 great states, 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose, all divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose, and that's love for country. And to the Republic, Republic, a state in which sovereign power is invested in representative chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people, and it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people, for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided, with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation. And justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others. For all, for all, which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country, and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance, under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer, and that would be eliminated from schools too? That's exactly what happened. You know, just taking a quick step back to where we're talking about erasing history and, and because it offends people or it's not being taught right. You know, recently there was a Mexican-born woman elected to Congress. I believe from... Texas, 34. Texas, right? uh, yeah, District 34, whatever. Yeah. Not only is she the first Republican in over 150 years to be, reelect, uh, to be elected down there, but she's the first immigrant-born person to be elected into Congress. And not a fucking word. You want to talk about equality. You always want. They want to talk about rights for everybody, for black, brown, and you know, gender equality or gender rights or gender whatever it is or pronouns and all this stuff. And this should be. This woman should be the fucking. No matter poster child. And there was enough fucking know, cricket. You know, I you, you mentioned something there, and I got into an argument with somebody the other day when we were talking about liberty and justice for all, and they said, well, what about the BIPOC? I was like, the fact that you actually have to break down people of color into three specific groups, people of color, black, and indigenous. Like, how much do you need to realize they are splitting you up, making you hate each other, even in your own little minority, that they're telling you that you're being oppressed in? They split it up so that you're even further oppressed by each other. Marginalized. Marginalized, oppressed, uh, segregated. It makes me... It makes me so angry when I realize that and when you sit back, anybody with half a brain can sit back. You can realize that this has been split between, you know, your sexuality, your gender, your color, your race, your creed, your religion. It doesn't matter. They're going to split you up. And all of these problems 
most of them would go away if people just realized that America is a fucking melting pot. What made us strong is the fact that we were so different. But now they want everyone to be the fucking same. You must believe the same thing. You must talk the same way. You must accept the same values. It's like that stupid cockwomble that was screaming about, men, your silence is fucking deafening. I was like, yeah. You told me I didn't have an opinion because I didn't have a fucking uterus. And now you want me to stand up and have an opinion as long as it's yours. That's not and, how it fucking works. And suddenly everyone knows what a woman is again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I guess you know, we all became I'm... biologists overnight, you know? Uh, yeah, you know what? what? Tier, here's my question. You bring, you bring up a good point. What is the purpose, the overall purpose of creating the division based on racial ethnicities why why do they want that division there there's simple a president wait, wait no, hold on there's a president that i hate more than biden with a passion and i hate because the way that they have painted him throughout history as some kind of good pair you know this paragon of decent progress and behavior it just i hate i hate abraham lincoln but he made a very very on the nose point a house divided cannot stand there you, you go. You cannot divide it once or twice. It has to be multiple times. So that, you know, when you, I don't know if any of you have ever taken down a barn, but you could remove one or two legs of a barn and it will still fucking stand. Now it'll be weak and a wind comes along and blows it over. But if you split that up and you take out and you splinter all the little legs, that thing will fall. Abraham Lincoln did also say that if America was to be conquered, it wouldn't be from the outside. It would be from the inside. But here's an even better one. Uh, they're, they're smarter than we like to give them credit for. And I'm talking about the elites. And the reason that I say that is because they didn't divide shit. They simply rewarded victim mentality and the people divided themselves. I'm a bigger vi No, I'm a bigger victim. Bjorn, stop. Let me finish talking. I look. Look, I'm a fucking veteran and you're not. So shush. I'm handicapped oh and you're not. Oh my god, dude, I got told that I did not have the right to complain about people burning a flag because I was not a veteran. I was like, you can kiss my ass. Right? Like, but you. but you reward that victim mentality? And they'll divide themselves. They even came up with a term for it. Intersectionality. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Bjorn. I was just giving you crap. No, I know. One second before you do that, though. Any of y'all ever watch the Pain Olympics? No. The Pain Olympics? Okay. So they actually... Uh, I've never watched it fully myself, but there was a video that circulated and people kept trying to outdo who could hurt themselves the most. Who could take the most pain? And I, I sat there, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, wait, that's what we did with, with, with all the people. We split them up. You know, like, tell me one person besides a, a one particular set of bigots that gives a shit if two men or two women sleep together. As long as they're not shoving it down your face. Figuratively, literally and figuratively. Um, okay. Well, technically, how would you know? Don't fucking talk about it. I don't want to know who you're fucking. You don't want to know who I'm fucking. No, but just saying. It, you know what? What you know? Phoenix was talking about. But look at the last nomination to the Supreme Court. Had to be female. Had, had to, to be, be black. black. 
So the emphasis is, isn't being put on by us. And I, I don't know who just said it, uh, T or Pops, that just said, you know, they're smarter than, you know, the elites are smarter than we're giving them credit for, right? You know, Pops. they are, we have a fucking outspoken bigot sitting in the presidential fucking chair right now who put, now all of a sudden put an emphasis on well, let me, color let me, and, and gender. Let me put it to you this way. Work smarter, not harder. How many times have each of us heard that? Like, I'm probably the last generation that fucking heard that, but, you know, we all grew up work? with that mentality, right? <laughs> you know, work smarter, not harder. Well, why would I, if I were going to destroy a nation or want to, to coerce a nation and put it down a certain path, why would I work super hard for that? I wouldn't. What I would do is because humans are stupid by nature, they will do the path of least resistance. So give them the victim mentality and then reward it. We'll give them well care. We'll give them special flags. We'll give them holidays. We'll give them protected rights under the Civil Rights Act. We'll give them XYZ under Equal Opportunities Act. There are only two racist laws still on the books. Affirmative action. Mm -hmm. Equal opportunities. So, you know, look at look at Biden. Biden made a whole career of fucking riding the fence and then going down whatever side, whatever side worked better for him. He was vehemently outspoken about abortion not too long ago. Now Biden he's is not the fundamental- president of the United States. A hundred percent he's not. I don't know why people keep using him as an example. He is I a horrible an human being, but at this point, he doesn't have enough brain cells to fucking trigger an electric reaction in his brain. This dude is example. straight, smooth brain at this point. I you use him as an example me. because he, he lasted how many years in the, in, you know, after how many lies, how many racist comments, how many misogynistic comments, how many fucking Okay, let me headings. stop you there. No, let me stop you there. We've all seen that. It's been in everybody's face and everyone talks about it. Yeah. But everybody seems to conveniently fucking forget that you know, snob the slob over there, fucking camel toe, made a career out of abusing her own people. Oh, fuck yep. yeah. But no one wants to say anything. Well, because no then you're a racist, bigot, homophobe, whatever. Nobody wants to say anything about Jesse Jackson. Nobody wants to say anything about Al Sharpton. Nobody the people who were such race baiting hustlers that even Malcolm X separated himself from those people, and then was he was killed. Mal- was it not Malcolm yeah. X? <laughs> the, the biggest danger to the African American community or to the black community is a white liberal. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And suddenly now it's you know in vogue to be the white you know white savior. But look what happened when he spoke up. You know who killed him, right? His own people. His own fucking people. In front of his own people. But when, when did that happen? Can I ask? Because there was a period of time like, okay, I know it's not perfect. And I know that I haven't seen some of the things that you all have seen because my life has been a little shorter by about 20 years. Um, jokes aside, though, when I was growing up in the 90s, it didn't matter what color you were. I didn't, Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit if you were a girl or a guy. Nobody gave a shit as long as you were a decent human being. 
Obama. I don't know if that's just weird or if it was the fact that after Obama got in fucking charge, everything became about race. Back when I was growing up, there were people that got shot because they played stupid games and won a stupid fucking prize, and that's how it was fucking reported. But now, this dude, okay, it's like that dude in Akron, Ohio. He fires at the police officers, gets fucking murked. Gets fucking murked. And they're all going, well, he was an upstanding individual, just like George Floyd all over again. It's like, he was a fucking felon. I don't care what color he was. I don't care what side of the aisle he was. He was so, a piece of shit human being. Obama did. Obama, for all intents of uh, all intents purposes, was a disappointment to the black community because he did more for the LGBTQ premium than he did for the black community. <laughs> the plus and for the premium game for the premium version. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, I, I mean, the black community expected more. He did less for the black community than any other sitting fucking president. Oh, no, no, but no, no, that's no, no. When Hold it on. Happened. He, did, he did more. He did more. He did more. Because think about this. What group came out under Obama and led to more black neighborhoods being burned and trashed? Black Lives Matter. Oh. But oh, shit. Oh, time, shit. I said something racist. I know you guys are listening. Go ahead and report me for being racist. No, but at, guess you know, what? It's our podcast. Fuck off, <laughs> But at the same Lick time, it nut. wasn't him. Him being elected, there was a perception that he that it was going to be like you know how it is now. It wasn't him. It's kind of how it is now. It's it was Bullshit. all the people surrounding him. Bullshit. All the people surrounding him. The first words out of that fucking bitch's mouth. Yes, I'll call her that. Him, it, Michael, Michelle, Muchel, I don't give a damn. The first words when she found out that he was elected was, we have a lot of making up to do. She also said that this is the first time she's ever been proud to be an American. Just let that sink in. Just like, fuck off, right there. we We can impeach somebody over a dossier that has been proven to be fucking fake. Well, we won't impeach somebody for straight up treason. Look at look at the look at the fucking what what's uh, what's that uh, Planet of the Apes looking bitch? Um, Caesar. The one with the fucking Pelosi? eyebrows. No, no, she's got the eyebrows too. Um, we'll the one with lips that look like the bottom of a fucking baboon. Maxine. Maxine. There we go. Maxine Walters. Think about this for a second. She literally heard Chuck Schumer, all these other. I'm people. getting another fucking letter. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Tell me I'm wrong, though. <laughs> You're wrong. You're just an asshole. But think about it. They literally said, "Fuck the Supreme Court. We don't care. They're irrelevant. You can ignore them. Go out in the streets, burn, loot." fight. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, y'all impeach Trump, even though Trump said be peaceful, go home, but you all out there in the street and you're being lauded as using your First Amendment rights. I'm like, you know what? The problem is, the problem is it's like that old TikTok video. The problem is that you're pretty and no one's ever told you to shut your fucking mouth. What, you think I'm pretty? Shut your fucking mouth. We as the American people have let them walk over us with impunity. That's why my stance on this is America as it is today cannot be saved. It can only be destroyed and rebuilt. 
Well, and that's that's going back to what Pop said, and I've said it a million times. You know, come November, you know, of 2022, if we get there and there is a red wave, there's no more meeting in the middle, b- building bridges, you know, uh, you know, patching the fucking dam or any of that. It's we have a you know, we have a lot of making up to do. We have a lot of uh, wrongs to right. And at the same time, we, we can't trust the fact that we're going to have equal allies in it because we don't. Because anything that we deem as right, God-given, or uh, a freedom to them is a fucking threat. Any individual thought we have, any individual action we have is a threat. So I'm about to make a statement that I don't think that I thought I was ever going to have to say. I do not want DeSantis to run in 2024. I think Donald Trump pissed off wanting to seek revenge should be the president in 2024. Hey, you just want because he punched his driver. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. In, in, In 2016, he walked into the White House. He wanted to clean the swamp. He surrounded himself with people that the establishment told him was uh were trustworthy and all this stuff and he got stabbed in the back repeatedly over and over again and he couldn't trust anybody he now knows his way around the white house if he gets in in 2024 that is exactly the individual i want the left has been using lawfare and social justice to attack us for long enough. I want a president who essentially is going into a second term as a lame duck to go fucking even some odds. And he'll actually do it. Yeah. And and as much as I love DeSantis, I, I, I want him to stay in Florida as long as he can, but let's be honest. He is, he is not angry. To make change. He he has done a lot of good things for Florida. And I think he could move that needle. That we need. But I think that because he would be new to the D.C. swamp. That it would hurt him in the long run. You know what makes. Uh, okay. I, I To a degree. As much as I think that Trump has become part of the swamp. The sheer spite that the man would have. Exactly. Is enough. Now here's the other thing. It's time for us to stop being law-abiding or whatever else they want to fucking call it, law and order. Because that hasn't fucking worked. We've been well, a party of law and order for how long? And we Look at the last paragraph, the, the second section of the Declaration of Independence. We have tried to appeal to England. We tried to appeal peacefully and respectfully to the crown. We made an appeal to the people. We made an appeal to the parliament. We tried to do it the easy way. You refuse to hear us. You still punish us. You refuse. You break the compact that we had agreed to. And now you have left us with no other option than to take up arms against you. And... We understand that when we ask God for that blessing to sit here and go do it, that we're asking ourselves to be judged, right? 
in, in addition to Britain to see who is right because they understood that you you can't ask God to fight on your side in the middle of war. You just have to be on his. And freedom was important. So they figured that they had the best shot. They understood that when they wrote the Declaration of Independence. But they also understood that there comes a point where you shit or get off of the pot. Where you sit here and go, I will not take it anymore. I'm going to get my gun and I'm going to sit here and go fucking stand for some freedom. Let me fuck some people's feelings. Okay. Kind of my usual, but we're going to go ahead and just go for it. There are people that are supposedly on our side that are not. There are people who will sit in the middle and say that they didn't choose a side, but they are. If they stand beside you, respect them. If they stand behind you, protect them. But if they stand in front of you and they are in the way, go fucking through them. I don't give a damn if they're left, if they're right, if they're family, friend. It doesn't fucking matter. At this point, you need to realize either you stand for the principle on which this nation was founded, or you are the enemy. Fuck you. <clears throat> but do you do you think that there are enough people? Doesn't fucking matter. <clears throat> it was less We're outnumbered when the British came. Hey, it was less than three percent, and that's who fought on both sides doesn't fucking matter. Sometimes win or lose. I'm not going to promise anybody a fucking glorious epic battle out of some fucking fantasy where you wrest victory from the jaws of fucking defeat. But I will promise you this. Standing for the principle of the matter is sometimes all that counts. The messenger, Pops taught me this. The messenger is usually not the one who gets credit but they are the one who starts a movement. So here we are. So can America be saved? Does it deserve to be saved? As it stands right now, I do not believe that America can be saved. Right now we are at a higher division than we've ever been in our lives. We have, they took a poll of 10,000 people across the United States and over 30% of them are willing to go to war. Just let that sink in. They're willing to have a civil war. If you sit here and take out the boomers of the group, that number goes up significantly. Significantly. Now, let's remind people what is worth defending fighting and if it comes to it dying for meanwhile i love it give me time i'll explain you seen a kansas sunset or an arizona rain have you drifted on a bayou down louisiana way have you watched the cold fog drifting over san francisco bay have you heard of bob white calling in the carolina pines or heard the bellow of a diesel in the Appalachia mines? Does the call of the Niagara thrill you when you hear her waters roar? You look with awe and wonder at her Massachusetts shore where men who braved a hard new world first stepped on Plymouth Rock. Do you think of them when you stroll along a New York City dock? 
Have you seen a snowflake drifting in the Rockies way up high? Have you seen the sun come blazing down from a bright Nevada sky? Have you hailed of the Columbia's rushing in the sea? Or are you headed Gettysburg? Our struggle to be free? Have you seen the mighty Tetons? You watched an eagle soar? Have you seen the Mississippi roll along Missouri's shore? Have you felt a chill at Michigan when on a winter's day her waters rage along the shore in thunderous display? Does the word aloha make you warm? Do you stare in disbelief when you see the surf come roaring in at Waimea Reef? From Alaska's cold to the Everglades, from the Rio Grande to Maine, my heart cries out, my pulse runs fast, the mind of her domain. You ask me why I love her? I have a million reasons why. My beautiful America, beneath God's wide, wide sky. You know, I made a comment earlier. We wanted the whole Marvel universe. Let me take a line so that people can understand something. America may not be able to defend her. I may not have been able to protect her. But I goddamn will avenge her. And with that. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tier. And because he gave us such inspiring words at the end, I'm going to give him the clothes he really wants. Against all evil that hell can conjure, all the wickedness that mankind can produce, 